You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Welcome to Aubrey CD Speaks. This episode, um, honestly, um, is because of uh, something that was put up on Instagram by um, this... um, evangelist I'm sorry <laughs> preacher evangelist um he ministers in Europe is he has a ministry in Europe awesome awesome things are happening um I really respect him and what he's doing um in Europe um but he put up a he just had a I'm going to be honest moment and he put up something that just just troubling him in the church about the church. The question he asked was, "Why is it so hard for believers in the church to preach the gospel? What is it that's keeping them from being able to do that?" And I read that, and the first thing I thought was, "Oh, I know what his answer is. I know what the answer to his question is." As I was just thinking on it, uh, I just felt this prompt to go ahead and quickly share the answer to that question with you. Even though I'm working on an episode that pertains to it, I'm going to do this really quick one. Because as I was writing uh, on his comments about this, it, it really hit me because I've Okay, I've been living in revival since 2016. Our church has been under the presence of God in such a powerful and mighty way. And I've seen lives drastically changed. And I could get into that more, but I've got other episodes. I mean, listen to some of my other episodes about revival. It explains it, okay? Um, But I'm trying to keep this one as short as possible. I've been in revival since 2016 and the the revelation of the answer to his question I've been living it I've been living in it and sometimes I forget that other believers don't have this revelation and it it's not it's not a sin that they don't you know it it's it's not that honestly the revelation to this I I know is going to be what is going to sweep the nations. It's going to bring bring revival worldwide. Um, I, I know it. I just I, I just know it because this revelation is there's so much fight um, when it comes to this revelation, but when it's yield when 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 people yield to the revelation, um, there's so much freedom. All right. And I'll quickly say the answer that I gave him was the church as a whole is so bent on pushing, pushing, pushing holiness, trying to fix certain, certain problems in people's lives 
And they're so focused on these, these problems, these issues, these temptations, these sin problems, um, these sin issues, um, whether it's single people, marriage, women, men, it, they're so focused on the issues and saying, you must be holy. You must be like this. You must be like that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um, there's so much of a target on those things that we have people living in condemnation and bound in condemnation that should be free because they're believers in Christ. And, and their, their shoulders are sagging and, and, and they walk in this, um, um, this, this idea of, I got to be careful all the time or I'm going to sin. I got to be careful all the time or I'm going to sin. I got to be careful all the time, you know, because I could, I could sin. And how are you going to get a person that's living in that kind of, you know, that's been trained and discipled in that kind of misconception of the word? How are you going to get them to go out and preach a gospel? You know, and then those that actually do are living in this understanding of, obligation to preach the gospel. And so they're going out and they're, 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 God love them. They're, they're, they're preaching, but, um, like looking into themselves, they're daily more or less, uh, 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 whipping themselves, you know, just like those, the monks did of old constantly whipping themselves because of the condemnation over their lives about, about things that they're dealing with and, and not looking to, to what can actually take all that away. We, 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 it's right under our noses. It's in the word of God, but, but we have yet to have this revelation of who we are as children of God, the benefits of being a child of God, the, uh, who we are in Christ, and the love of God. We're so focused on not making God angry, or um, can't sin, can't sin, can't sin, that we've lost sight of the freedom we have in Christ. And I'm going to start with Romans 8. And in verse 10, it says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Verse 12, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Repentance, born again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children, then heirs, 
heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. That right there, okay? He talked about repentance, born-again experience, giving us the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God dwelling in us. And because the Spirit of God is dwelling in us, we are alive and free, okay? And we have been adopted as children of God. And we walk as co-heirs with Christ. If you read the Gospels, read how uh, Jesus talks about our Father, my Father, your Father, the Father. Read, read about it. Read about who your Father is, and and His love, His His love for you. You want to be like Jesus. Come into the understanding of who you are in Christ. And who you are as a child of God. Sonship is powerful. Sonship is key to living in freedom, to walking as Jesus walked. He walked in boldness and meekness, yes, but in boldness, uh, preaching, do uh, miracles happening all around him because he knew he, who he was in the Father. He said that he did the things that the Father did and said the things that the Father said. That's simply why things happened and things were done and he spoke with authority because he spoke the things of the Father. Our Father. Your Father. If you want to be like Jesus, if you want to walk like Jesus, if you want to preach like Jesus, if you want to see signs, wonders, wonders and miracles that Jesus saw and then some, like Jesus said we would, Understand who you are in the sonship, as a child of God, as a son or a daughter. Who you are in Christ, through Christ, as a child of God, is going to be what brings freedom into your life. You're no longer bound by the chains of sin. You are alive in Christ. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to read something else in Romans 8, because... Why not? It's awesome. Okay, I'm going to start in verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Benefits of being a child of God. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall, shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for you, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
So no matter what's going on in our lives, the love of God is there. God still loves us. He still has us. He still got us. His love is still there. We're persecuted. His love's there. Um, we lose everything. His love is there with us. He loves us. We're a child of God. Why should anything take away that? Nothing should take away that. No one should, should, should take away. Do you remember when you first got born again? The freedom that you had? How, 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 how you felt like you were walking on air? That the sky was bluer? That the grass was greener? That the snow was whiter? I mean, think about this. We walked in so much freedom knowing that our sins were removed from our lives. And then somebody else came over to us and told us, it's good now, but later on, you'll calm down. We told everybody about Jesus and what he did for us. Like, like, like the, the man of gatherings. We went back and told everybody about what Jesus did in our lives and the good things that he did for us. And then we had somebody at church say, oh yeah, you've got that fire now, but later on you'll calm down. Why would we calm down? And then discipleship programs teach us to, to we, we need to walk a certain way. We need to look a certain way. We need to act a certain way. We need to be holy at all times. Holy, always holy. Don't get yourself in sin. Don't get yourself in sin. Oh, you're doing that? Oh, you shouldn't still be doing that after all you're born again. And, and we allow somebody to condemn us. And it removes our, our, our freedom from the love of God. Suddenly, we, don't, we, we, we forget how much God loves us. How through it all, he's there for us. And how we, ha- we get the benefits of being a child of God because of Jesus. Because of what he did for us. And we're co-heirs with Christ. That God is our father. And we can go to the throne room boldly. And in faith make our petitions known. Because we know we've got his ear. He hears us. He listens to us. He loves to talk to us. We get to abide in him. And he abides in us. We lost it along along the way. Because of of, of those that that told us. No, you have to. You, you have to remember that you're a sinner. You have to remember that you could sin. And if you sin, there it goes. You're no longer born again. And, and the grace of God is completely, they, they jerk it out of your hands. And we allow it to happen. Because everybody else looks that way and seems that way. Now, when you're in that state, do you really want to go around and tell people about Jesus? And those of us that, that do, there's a feeling of obligation. So you go around and tell people about Jesus, but there's no power in it. There's no authority behind it. So you have to uh, talk to them about praying a sinner's prayer or, or you, you dumb down the gospel and, and, and put a little water in it to, to ease it a bit so that they'll want to be born again. So that they'll, they'll say yes, and you can click off a, a yet another Christian on your, on your list. And, and that way, uh, in the eyes of God, you look like you're doing everything he told you to do. Well, so did the seven churches in Revelation. Look how many of them he said, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. But this one thing you lack, 
and it was damaging. Look, look at the, what, the church of, of Ephesus. He said, you're doing all the right things and you're doing all this stuff. And, and that's great. But there's this one thing you lack. You forgot your first love. He's like, where am I in all of this? That's what Jesus was saying. Where am I in all of this? You forgot about me. You forgot about the love of God. You forgot who you were in Christ. You forgot about being a, a son and daughter of God. You forgot about sonship. So everything looks good. And, and it's great. What you're doing is great. You know, you look good. But, but you lost sight of me. Guys, we lost sight of our first love. We let it go by, from those that, that decided to live lukewarm lives in the church. And they've forgotten their first love because somebody that was lukewarm uh, did it to them and did it to them and did it to them. And there's a philosophy now. It's taught in seminary. It's taught in Bible college. And we got pastors that are worn out, broken down because they forgot their first love too. They forgot who they are in Christ. They forgot about sonship. They forgot about the love of God. This revelation, guys, step into the sonship. Read these and ask yourself, have I forgotten who I am? Don't list the things that you do. Don't list, you know, uh, what you do at church and what you volunteer. And if your staff and if your leadership and if your bishop so-and-so or deacon so-and-so or pastor so-and-so, all the titles, throw them out. You, scripture and God. Just you, scripture, and God. Nothing else. Not what you do. Not how many people you got born again. Not how many healings happened. Not how many times you walked up to the front to get born again again. To say sorry to God for all the things that you did last week. Just throw it all out. The, the philosophy of today's Christian church, throw it all out. And get honest. And ask yourself, have I lost sight of what it means to be a son or daughter of God? Have I lost sight of what it means for him to be my dad, my father? God is father. Have I lost sight of the blessing of being his child and him being my father? Have I lost sight of what it means to be loved by him? Because guys, he loves you. Oh, he loves you guys. You don't have to walk in the condemnation. I, I, I tell you what, when you get this revelation, when you get this revelation, your, your head, you, you put it up a little bit higher because you're walking in freedom. There's no more the chains of condemnation of if I'm going to sin or not sin. No, you're just looking at him. You're like Mary at the feet of Jesus. It's all about him. You're just, you're just enjoying your time with him abiding in him and everything that you do. You're, you're at the grocery store, you're abiding with him. You're spending time with him. You and his spirit, y'all are the same. Y'all are one. You're with the father. He's with you. You're walking around in the love of God, which that brings joy because you have peace. All these things that could happen, all these tribulations and woes that could happen, that may even be happening in your life. There's peace. No worries. No fear. No anxiety. No depression. No thoughts of suicide. 
peace. And with that peace comes joy. So much joy. People are going to ask, why are you so happy? What happened today? Oh, what happened today? What happened yesterday and the day before? God is so good to me. He's so good. He loves me. He loves me so much. He's so good. Do you know him like that? Do you know he loves you? Do you know he sent his son to die for you so that you can know his love? So you could hear him and he would hear you? Do you know the freedom you could have? No longer bound in the chains of sin, but set free from it all? You could have the same joy I have and the peace I have. Oh, your life must be pretty good if you that, have that much peace and you have that much joy. No! God's got it. Or it's, you know, maybe it's, uh, uh, no, it, it's not good. So-and-so passed away. No, it, it's not good. I, you know, uh, I've got this big bill due. But you know what? I know who I am. And I know who my father is. And he owns a, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And he's got me. I know he does. I have faith in him. I put my petition up to him. I went to the throne room boldly and I put up my petition in faith and he heard me and he's got me and I know, I know I'm good. I've got this, this, and this going on in my life and it's utter chaos in the eyes of man. But I have peace and I have joy because I know who I am in Christ. I know who my father is and I know he loves me and he's got me. When you have people like that preaching the gospel, they preach in power and authority. There's power and authority in your words when you preach because you preach as a child, a son or daughter of God and the authority and the dominion that he has given to you as a child of God. My brothers and sisters in Christ, you can have this freedom. I'm going to pray right now over whoever is listening to this because I want you to have this freedom. I want you to have the freedom and understand the love that he, he has given to you. Every day you win. You're a child of God. Don't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter the battle that's going on right now. You win, you'll win. You'll win. You'll always be in victory. So I'm going to pray for you right now, okay? Father, you have a son. You have daughters that are listening to this podcast right now. And they need the revelation of you as Father. And so, right now, in this moment, Holy Spirit, you are welcome right now, in this moment, wherever they are. You're welcome right there. Father, I ask that you reveal to them the love of the Father, who you are as Father, and that you reveal to them sonship through Jesus Christ. That all the philosophies, ideas, all the religious chaos that we have allowed in the church over decades 
those things, those foxes that have creeped in and have destroyed countless lives and kept them from the freedom of knowing who they are in you. Father, that all those, all that generational stuff gets stripped away right now. And that your love begins to envelop them. Father, that you give them visions. Give them a word. Show them who they are. Reveal to them who they are. So they can walk in the freedom of being a son and a daughter of God. They were bought with a price. They are precious in your sight. Just stay and abide in his love. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters but him. Be merry at the feet of Jesus and abide in his love. Be blessed.